0: CJSW 90.9 FM and CMRU Radio in Calgary. Uki, danse, hello. My name is Grace Heavy Runner, Boksigyanaki, from indigenization across the nation. I would like to take this opportunity to acknowledge the traditional territories of the people of the Treaty 7 region in Southern Alberta, which includes the Blackfoot Confederacy, Kainai, Siksika, and Begani First Nations, the Sutina Nation, and the Stoney Nakoda, including the Chiniki, Bearspaw and Wesley First Nations. The city of Calgary is also home to Metis Nation of Alberta, Region three.
1: My name is Alice Balzorovich and I'm originally from like northern Alberta and Edmonton from like the Lesser Slave Lake area mm-hmm. and I'm half Korean and I'm half Ukrainian
0: when did you want to decide on a career on filmmaking
1: I guess um, I would feel like my story is a bit different than I think some other people's is because originally I used to be an actress oh wow and I was like a child actress from like age 10 to about 18. And um, I didn't love it, mostly because I didn't really like the, um, the things that were being offered to me or, like, the things that I was auditioning for. They were very stereotypical um, and a lot of, like, historical reenactments of, like, Native people, you know, dressing up um, in buckskin and, you know, basically the, the old stereotypes of cowboys and Indians. And I thought, I really don't want to do this. And um, I thought maybe there could be another way that I could get involved and and make films, make films that I want to see about like indigenous people, about women, about um, things that are not just stereotypes that are repeated over and over again in the media.
0: Thank you for sharing that. Um, That is so interesting uh, to hear. And how old were you at that time?
1: Oh God, I think I, like I quit, I acted up until 20, I think. And then I sort of just like, I full on quit. Like I did one television series and then I was like, you know what? I think I'm I'm done with this. Um, And don't get me wrong. I love, I love acting. I actually don't know if I could do it anymore because it's so nerve wracking. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it is about age 20 is the time I sort of transitioned from in front of the camera to behind the camera.
0: Okay. Oh, so you're 20 years old. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, I would say. I mean, it seems now that I'm older and I look at 20 year olds, I think, "Oh my God, they're so young." <laughs> <laughs> but at that time, I felt like I was, you know, I was really old and making a really good decision. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh well, you know what? I take I took a look at uh, one of your films, and uh, um, by the way, it's so beautiful. You know, I've never, yeah, I've never seen ice fishing for myself, and um, it looks like you guys did that. That uh, your crew did that at uh, Slave Lake.
1: Yeah, yeah, we did, and that's like that's the lake I grew up on. So it has sort of like multiple meanings for me, and it's mm-hmm. it's a film I really wanted to do, and I've always wanted to do sort of like a series of like Indigenous women. Doing work and like labor, basically, because Mm. I feel like a lot of the time, um, women's labor is erased from our communities, um, even by the people within our community. Um, And there's a sort of like notion that like women only you know gather berries and um, you know sew moccasins, which yes they do, but they also do ice fishing and they also you know what I mean like skin moose and they know how to do all of these really interesting, incredible things. Um, and I always mm-hmm. felt like that was sort of missing. So I really wanted to make the first film, um, and the National Film Board was really supportive, and so was Cody Savard, our producer. She mm-hmm. was, like, so incredible. Um, she's indigenous. She's from um, Edmonton, mm-hmm. and she really believed in the project and, you know, understood sort of why I wanted to make a film that seems so simple. It's just two women ice fishing, mm-hmm. but there's something really magical about being able to see someone do something that maybe you never, ever get to experience. Um, Mm -hmm. And I love that these two women do this, like, it's like heavy labor. Like, it's a lot of work. And, like, Jamie, um, one of the women in the film, was six months pregnant. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, Jamie, like, don't. Like you know, don't let don't 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 pick up anything. She was like, "What are you talking about? I do this all the time." <laughs> <laughs> was like, okay, okay. <laughs> so I also think it's like a really nice film to for her her son to watch um, when he gets older and say, "I was in my mom's belly when she made this film and was mm-hmm. doing some badass ice fishing."
0: Oh wow, that's uh, so memorable, and mm-hmm. and yeah, and again, like. Um, you know when I when I was taking a look at it you no know, I wanted to know more. And um and I'm really happy that I'm talking to you right now because it's like you're explaining um like even the title. but let's yeah, yeah let's talk about the title. Uh, five feminist women? Is that
1: it? Oh yeah, five um it's so the, it's part of it, it was part of a series that the NFC did for Hot Docs this year, where they partnered with Hot Docs to make five feminist films. Mm-hmm. And they basically gave um, five women across Canada, young up and coming filmmakers, okay. to make um, films about feminism. And it could be anything, like, there was yeah. no sort of limit on it. Mm-hmm. And my interpretation of that and sort of what feminism means you know, to me from like an Indigenous perspective is sort of breaking down stereotypes of what we think women look like, what we think that they do and sort of showing alternate, um, alternate views. And I felt like I had never seen a film about Métis women commercial ice fishing ever in my entire life. Um, and I know it's done and I know it's done all the time. And I know like Jamie and Maureen who are in the film, like they're like ninth generation Um, commercial fishermen, you know what I mean? Like these are things that their family has done on that lake for for generations and it's been taught down and passed down um, to the women, to the men, to everybody in their family. And Mm -hmm. unfortunately, it's getting harder and harder for them to do this work just because of government regulation and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of, you know, the Alberta government and the Canadian government who are like fish and wildlife is they do not treat people with respect, especially indigenous people, when it comes to their rights in regards to fishing and hunting. And Mm -hmm. I would say that um, the commercial fishing industry by Métis people has really taken a hit um, Mm -hmm. because, you know, some biologist who went to Harvard, who's never even been to Slave Lake, um, tells us that we shouldn't be fishing in this particular fashion because it Mm -hmm. ruins the biology or the ecology of the lake, even though they've never been there. Um, so there's you know a differing in opinion you know what is indigenous science and how much value that carries and what is the science of you know Western civilization and is there a meeting point of those two um, and how can we work better to to make sure that this this sort of industry doesn't die because it's so unique and special mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Well and uh same with me you know I never I've never seen that and and seeing the women I I felt so empowered and and I felt so uplifted because it was so serene it was so peaceful on what they were doing and yeah you know like and and you captured that and, Oh, thank you yeah. it feels
1: like feels like a little bit of a little bit of like a meditation Also, Mm -hmm. because there is something like there's something really powerful about being on a lake when it's frozen and it's so still and it's so quiet and you can hear all of the sounds Mm -hmm. because you're just on like a flat chunk of ice. Mm -hmm. And there is something like incredibly meditative about being there Mm -hmm. and also seeing it. And there is something meditative because it's something they've done for so long. So it comes really naturally to them. And so there is Mm -hmm. like. You know it's like something that you do over and over again um that seems so very dull, but it's actually really interesting to outside people who get to see it who maybe you know have never seen ice fishing before or been on a stood on a lake in minus thirty um, <laughs> in a snowstorm <laughs> uh
0: yes, um like I said, uh you know behind the film, like you're talking about it now. Um, it sound like it sounds like it there was a very political stance behind it, and uh, yeah, I
1: mean, I feel like a lot of my films are secretly political or hidden within sort of um the beauty of the film, or you know really, my goal as an indigenous filmmaker has been trying to break down stereotypes. And not by being aggressive about it, but by creating work that people haven't seen before. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the films I've made, like, including Fast Horse and and this film, Lake, is, like, these are stories that no one really knows about. It's all about, you know, positivity. It's all about the type Mm -hmm. of life that I know a lot of people live, Métis people, Blackfoot people. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. there's, there's a way of presenting these things that are happening in our communities that give people really good insight and give our own people really good insight into Mm -hmm. just seeing other people who look like us on screen. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Thank you. And do you consider yourself a feminist?
1: Oh yeah. Fuck yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I think there's lots of controversy about the the effort, you know, feminism. And I think that I grew up in a very particular time of thinking that, like I was told by my parents that I could do anything and be anything I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And I grew up with that idea in my head. And it it, 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 it changed when I realized that there were systemic barriers to mm-hmm. the things that I wanted to do, especially working in the film industry, but also just as a woman existing in the world. Mm-hmm. And I think that idealism um, that I had growing up when I was even a teenager, um, really highlighted for me why I identify as a feminist is because I do, you think, do you think there are major barriers um, in regards to like, our reproductive health and to our health in general. I think um, in in the workplace, I mean, women are paid less. Indigenous mm-hmm. women are paid even less, less than, than anybody else. Um, and I think that, you know, there is inclusiveness that needs to be a part of the conversation about, you know, what it means to be a feminist, but I think that the word is always evolving and changing. And I think that, Mm -hmm. you know, as a woman who comes from a very matriarchal family, Mm -hmm. um, it's my responsibility to um, invite people to the table, other women to the table, and also encourage our community to value women in our lives, in our family um, and then also, you know, in different levels of our communities, um, look, we're facing a huge missing and murdered indigenous women crisis right now. And I think like mm-hmm. we have to look inward and to see like, what our, our community is doing, how are we making sure that we're not, um, reinforcing, um, these outside things that have snuck into our communities and have really made our communities sometimes very toxic at different levels, and how can we mm-hmm. be a part of that healing? And how can we look inward to make change, and then spread that change outward to other communities, and then to you know the 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 the, the population at large. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's amazing also to be in the company of those amazing women who are incredible and who've been doing such great work for so long. So it's you know mm-hmm. it's quite an honor um, mm-hmm. to be a part of even mentioned in those in those those names you know. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And how long have you been with uh, National Film Board or were you just partnering? Well
1: partnering? I was just working with them as a director so okay. I don't like formally work for them but okay. um, they brought me on for this project because I was really passionate about making this very particular film mm-hmm, <laughs> that um, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people would be like huh okay <laughs> yeah. so you want to make them? five-minute film about ice fishing and you want to shoot it on 16 millimeter film and you want to work with an all-indigenous female crew Mm. um okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) there wasn't that many people who were willing to go down that road and I mean that is really because of our my producer Cody Savard who really went to bat for us and an NSB who really supported this film Mm. and um I think created something that's unique to, and in addition to the catalog that's on the NSB website now, mm-hmm. um, cause you can watch the film on the NFB website and anyone can see it for free. And I think adding to that catalog and showing alternate versions of what indigenous women and indigenous labor looks like is a, is a pretty amazing, um,
2: uh, feat.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you are so right. Um, Alex, it is very unique. Um, you know, I'm intrigued. I'm like totally sucked in, you know, um, in, in looking at, you know, what, what you know, what's happening out there with, with NFB and all the partnerships. Uh, I would like to, you know, encourage other people in the audience, you know, to, to you know, have have a look, you know, and, and you said it, it is free, right?
1: Yeah, it's totally free and you can watch it anywhere if you have internet. And it's only five minutes. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's- it's short and sweet, and mm-hmm. I think it. Um, I think what you said is really great because I really try to make films that make people want to know more,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and mm-hmm. I think that people want to know more about exactly, you know, what is this? What is ice fishing? Mm-hmm. Or maybe it inspires you to one day want to go ice fishing, mm-hmm. and I think that that's pretty amazing because there is something about getting out on the land and just being on the land and sitting with ourselves and being there and being a part of it.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. and um thank you for sharing that um can we move forward and talk about the crew you said there's a whole crew like i i was looking at the um the names and uh could you tell me about your crew and how that was your film crew. yeah
1: um it was so the project was like five minutes on this film and i said to my producer cody i said if we're going to make a five-minute feminist film, mm-hmm. I have to, um, you know, talk, walk the talk or talk the walk, whatever that saying is. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I said, we have to hire an all-Indigenous female crew because, no, you know, it's my responsibility as a filmmaker. And it's my responsibility as a filmmaker who's really privileged right now in, in my career and mm-hmm. my, my job and my work that people want, come to me and want to make films with me. And it's my responsibility as an Indigenous woman and as an Indigenous feminist to uplift other people um, mm. and give them a helping hand to um, have experiences, to get experiences, to, you know, build their CVs mm. so that they can make the films that they want to make. And with this project, is was really, really fortunate to have the support of the NFB. And we hired an all-female Indigenous film crew. Mm. And that, you know, we had Charlie Moore who did our sound Mm-hmm. We had, um, Jade Baxter, who was our camera assistant We have Lindsay McIntyre, who was our cinematographer. And then we had Cody Savard as a producer. And then we also had Asia Youngman, who was our, um, editor. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, it's, it is my responsibility to help uplift the next generation. However, I can do that. Um, you, you have to do it and, um, it's time and it's it's really important to sort of like the ethos of my filmmaking and because I acknowledge that I have privilege um, and how best I can use that privilege to uplift our community.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Thank you. And the interaction during the film, like how was it? How was the flow really good? Like the community, you know, everything, like the B-roll, you know, the shots, everything that was taken during that time.
1: Yeah, it was like, it was interesting because it was minus like 28. (laughs) Okay, that's cold. That we were filming and we got, there was a snowstorm that happened. Um, So there was lots of interesting things that were happening. But I mean, all aside, it's pretty magical when you get to make films with friends and make films Mm. with indigenous women. And it was, you know... We got to witness something that was really magical and spectacular. And that's Maureen and Jamie, you know, allowing us to film what they do. And we got to be on the lake and, and sit there with them and, and make a film about them. And it's pretty incredible. I think every day I sort of pinch myself and wonder how I got so lucky to be able
0: to 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 do this. Thank you. So we're coming to the end of our show now, and I just like, like I said, it's such an honor to um, interview filmmakers, and also it it is such a pleasure, and I'm excited for the the screening coming next month. And could you please tell me those dates once more to our audience?
1: So Sunday, September 22nd at 6.30, and it's in the Alberta Spirit, Alberta Made Shorts, and it's going to be at the Global Cinema. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to be screening on Sunday, September 29th at 4.15 p.m. is part of the Alberta Spirit, Alberta Made Short Encore Package, and it's going to be at the Eau Claire Theatre 5. Um, And we're just super excited. This is our first um, premiere in Alberta, and we're just Mm -hmm. really, really happy um, to premiere at SIF. I think the Calgary International Film Festival is one of my favorite film festivals, and um, it has such a great audience turnout. And it's also, you know, a lot of Indigenous people and communities come out to the festival because they do such a good job of
0: curating diverse voices. That is awesome. Yeah, and... I mean, I think
1: you know, I don't have any formal training in film or television. I sort of went about it, started from the bottom down here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in that, like, I was legit a production assistant, and I got coffee for people for quite a while um, mm-hmm. to get a experience. And I think, you know. Some good advice that I was told is, you know, um, show up, be the best that you can do, even if it's in the simplest tasks, mm-hmm. be on time and be respectful mm-hmm. and, and learn because this is the whole industry and the whole filmmaking world is is learning. Everything is about problem solving. Every film is completely different. Every the bridge you cross is completely different and, and that's what makes the job really exciting and that's also what can make it difficult at times. But you just have to know that you're, you're doing the best that you can and you just got to keep your head down and you just got to keep moving forward.
2: Averti. plusieurs personnes sont allées cacher leur famille dans un ravin. D'autres, dans un endroit que l'on appelle encore sibe sec. Et d'autres sont restés. Major Roger et ses hommes ont bondi dans le village. Ils ont brûlé toutes les maisons, à l'exception de trois, parce que c'est là qu'on conservait le maïs pour nourrir les gens durant. Les Ils ont tué beaucoup de monde qui revenaient de Québec avertis les ont poursuivis ils ont détruit leur bateau les blancs aussi ont perdu des hommes lendemain, ceux qui étaient au Ravin sont revenus dans le village. Il y en avait qui avaient perdu un frère, des sœurs, Dans ce temps-là, le prêtre, autant que possible, il baptisait tout le monde. Il donnait des noms. Des noms des saints qui disaient. Les filles, presque toutes les filles, s'appelait Marie Marianne Mais nous autres dans notre langage la lettre R on l'a pas On remplaçait avec le L. On disait Mali, Maliane. Une petite fille qui s'appelait Maliane. C'est elle qui chante quand elle revient du ravin. Assise par terre, je m'ennuie. Ma liane s'ennuie. Où sont mes amis? Odanak redevient une forêt.
1: Indigenization Across the Nation is produced by Grace Heavyrunner with Hannah Meniguns and Spencer Burgess. Original theme music by Terrell Tailfeathers. This episode featured an interview with NFB filmmaker Alex Lesrovich and music from Alanis Obamsawin's 2018 album Bush Lady.